Welcome back into the Fight Pit. We have got an exciting one today. We are joined by Karate Combat Middleweight Champion Ross Turbo Levine. He has got a fight going down this week. He is moving up to heavyweight, trying to become a double champ. We have a very exciting conversation coming up with him. Before we get to that, I have got to shout out our amazing sponsor at Pillow Fight. Look, if you're like me, you need the right pillow to fall asleep. Luckily, Pillow Fight is that right pillow. I'm talking the difference between tossing and turning at night versus sleeping like you just got kicked in the head by Ross Levine. So get yourself to Pillow Fight. Use the link in our description to save yourself even more money. Thank you to Pillow Fight for sponsoring this episode and thank you to Pillow Fight for making us much, much better rested. That beats you going crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fight Pit. It's your boy Drew. I'm with my main men, Kyle and Gage. We are here today with a very special guest, undefeated kickboxer, undefeated in karate combat, current middleweight karate combat champion, taking on Smiling Sam Alvey December 15th to attempt to become the first ever karate combat double champ. We are joined today by Turbo Ross Levine. How are you today, sir? Thank you for joining us. I'm good, man. Things are good. Uh, Heading out to Vegas tomorrow. So just like getting the finishing touches on everything, you know, packing things up, getting my food ready, you know, all that good stuff. I appreciate you joining us too. We're real excited to have you. Pretty epic card coming up. Uh, We got uh, Pettis and Henderson for the third time in the main event. Uh, it's going to be exciting. How has the uh, how has the weeks leading up to the fight been for you? It's been good, man. Really, really good. Uh, challenging in different ways than usual. You know, a lot of times um, these last couple of weeks, I'm kind of depleting and pulling my weight down to, to make 185. And now I've been fueling up my weight class. So, you know, I'm moving up to 205 this time, which is pretty easy for me. Uh, so I'm actually fueling all my workouts pretty hard, which means they're way more intense. So it's been good, man. Hard camp, but very efficient. And I can't wait to show off what I've been working on. We can't wait to see it. Uh, how How is it feeling holding the extra weight? I know me, uh, you're about the same height as me. Uh, mm-hmm. I know when I hold extra weight, I'm, I'm usually around 165, 170. I kind of start to feel it a little bit as far as feeling sluggish, not feeling as quick and as snappy. I feel it on my joints. Uh, is holding the extra weight uh, something that you're used to or is this a brand new experience for you? So it's definitely a new experience, but I, I wouldn't say I, I feel the, the same way you just described. I'm actually feeling the opposite. So I typically walk around anywhere from like 210 to 212. That's where I like to float. And that's still like eating healthy, not out of shape. Like I'm, I'm always training and doing the right things. But um, when I'm, for example, when I cut to 185, typically when I hit that like 201, 200, 199, that's when I feel like I'm at my absolute best. I'm my fastest, I'm strongest, I'm bouncy, uh, moving well, like everything is super sharp. And then it's all about from that point forward, I'm cutting to 85. So. I'm really just at that point making weight. And then I typically fill back up to around like 195, 196. So I'm, I'm clicking in right at around that same spot. But for right now, the last like three weeks, I've been sitting at that like 200, 201, 202. So I feel awesome, man. Like my training camp has been super, super effective. 
Um, and like I was saying, I just feel real sharp right now. Ross, good to have you on, man. I just want to ask sure. about uh, some of your, you know, Instagram presence with, you know, body health and making mm. sure that you're giving good pointers for, you know, joint health, taking care of your back. What made you want to get into that? And is being able to be kind of a health guru, a body guru moving forward the long term plan? Do you want to help athletes moving forward like this? Yeah, so actually, my uh, that is my full time job. Uh, professional prize fighting is my side gig, which I know is kind of crazy to think about. But um, I have my doctorate in physical therapy, so that is my primary source of income. Um, I've been a doctor of physical therapy now for almost 10 years. And the last year and a half, I've broken away from the clinic and I'm doing my own thing at running Turbo Sports Performance. And that's almost exclusively helping martial artists and combat athletes. I have some other athletes in, in the group there as well. But uh, yeah, it's all about rehab, strength and conditioning, just like living healthy lifestyles and staying on the mats. Follow up question to that. Do you find that working with um, professional athletes, specifically mixed martial artists and combat sports athletes is a little bit more challenging as a physical therapist because they're so eager to get back to training, get back into the <laughs> flow of things? Man, that's any athlete. That's any athlete. The <laughs> toughest part. You know, it's funny. I, I used to tell us all the time when I worked in clinic, uh, you know, the your average Joe person, the 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 patterns would be like listen if you would just move a little bit more you'd feel a lot better and then you take the athletes and if like if you would just slow down a little bit you'd feel a lot better <laughs> so i mean athletes in general we just want to go man i mean the especially combat athletes like it's a very small window to be successful as a as a prize fighter so you know every day that we're not on the mat sometimes we get the feeling is like oh man we're either our competition's getting better or i'm getting worse so, you know, for me, being able to not only have the experience as a PT and as an athlete myself, but knowing martial arts inside and out and knowing what these guys and girls have to do on the mats on a regular basis to be where they want to be. It's just so helpful to speak the same language. And I feel like my clients can relate to me and I can relate to them. And we're, we're getting the job done at a much faster pace than your, your typical PT clinic. Absolutely. And Knowing that your physical therapist kicks ass in his spare time probably doesn't hurt. <laughs> they, may, they, they, they better do their exercises for sure. Right? <laughs> they, they know what's coming their way. But, you know, it's like, um, you, you know, you walk the walk and talk the talk, right? You know, like, would you go to a dentist that had crooked teeth? You know, probably not. Would you would you go to a cardiologist that looks like they need a cardiologist? Like, no, you know. So it's like when when people come to me, they recognize like, all right, this guy is a martial artist. He's a doctor of physical therapy and he's successful as a combat athlete. So like, why not do what he's doing? And the stuff that I pr program for all of my athletes is stuff that I do, you know, and I have a great team behind me. I've got two other coaches that work with me that are incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped, man. We're, we're looking to be the, you know, the number one source for combat athletes and martial artists around the world. So it's my goal. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, in addition to, you know, taking care of other people, I would like to know, uh, competing has pretty much been your life. You've been a combat sports athlete from, you know, very young, uh, much like many of the other people in this realm. Mm -hmm. What does Ross Levine do to unwind to get away from, uh, you know, the, the competition, the training, uh, when you're not kicking ass and helping other people, what does yeah. what does Ross Levine like to do to relax? Well, yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I, I love training anyway. So I, I say it all the time. I'm a martial artist first and a prize fighter second. So I really love and, and, and do enjoy training and evolving and growing and like learning new skills. So 
I love being on the mats. I love going to the gym, just staying healthy. But I have a beautiful wife. We, um, you know, we've got two cats. We got Coco over here, my little French puppy. Um, so, you know, this has been a new addition to my life. So we like chilling with her and taking her out and getting her trained and stuff. Um, snowboarding, really anything outdoors. I don't mind going for a hike every now and then, but just trying to be around friends, family. We just went to uh, Burt Kreischer last night, me, my wife, my coach, his wife. So, dude, he's so freaking funny. So, yeah, just we just like to be normal people, man, just enjoying life and having a good time. Um, Ross, I know you have a lot of experience, a lot of different disciplines, as Drew said, kickboxing, Muay Thai, and karate combat now. How does your camp differ from all these things that you try to sharpen and specific, especially karate now, a lot of these facets? How do you tweak your camp and especially going up in weight? How did you tweak your camp going into this fight? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but my camp doesn't really change very much. The only thing that we have to adjust is the rule set, right? Whether And now, I mean, obviously, I'm exclusive with karate combat right now. So, um, you know, all of my last four fights are under the same rule set, and this will be my fifth with karate combat. So, you know, my coaches all understand the rule set. We know what we can and can't do. We know what my, you know, like what I'm good at in this rule set. We know where my weaknesses are. So we focus on our strengths, but we really attack and, and build our weaknesses so that they become our strengths, right? So uh, we don't really tweak too much, man. Honestly, from, from camp to camp, the goal is like get myself better. If my skills are evolving every single time I step into the pit, they're gonna see a different version of me. So it doesn't matter like how much video Sam Alvey watches of me because if I did my job and my coaches did their job, we've gotten better since the last time I've stepped in the pit. So I'm always just trying to evolve and get better and better. And we have a question coming in from our founder, Rob, when he texted me. Uh, how do you maintain, you've been doing this for a long time and have been a professional for a very long time and this is your passion. How do you contain your nerves going into something like this, especially going up and trying to be double champ, something that's been done? How do you get your mindset and control your nerves? Cause I'm sure like there are nerves involved no matter how long you've been doing this. Yeah, anybody that tells you they don't get nervous is lying to you. Um, but I do I do a lot of work with uh, a good friend of mine, Dylan Nadler. He uh, owns a company called MindLock. He's uh, uh, basically a sports performance coach. So we do a lot of mental training. And um, it's really like I like to read a lot of books. Like I, I read a lot of Tim Grover. If you have heard, uh, haven't heard of like winning, relentless, like those books are great. And like you just pick up these little gems here and there. And, one of the things that Tim Grover says is the, the difference between fear and doubt, right? Fear is something that you can use to your advantage, like those butterflies, instead of trying to get them to go away, trying to rev them up, like rev those engines and put it in the right direction um, versus doubt being like not understanding that you can actually combat what it is that you're feeling. So yeah, man, I mean, I also have like almost 30 years of experience with competition and competition anxiety. So I've been there a million times. I've been under the big lights. And at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is how I present myself and what I do. So I lean really hard on my preparation. Um, my training camp, my coaches are always pushing me super hard. So I know that when I'm getting ready to step in for competition, I've crossed all my T's, dotted all my I's. I did everything I was supposed to do so I can just let in there and, and be loose with it. Beautiful, beautiful. Is Grover, am I thinking of the right guy? Is he the one that worked with Michael Jordan back in the day? Yep, yep. Yeah, Tim Grover. He's got those uh, those two best-selling books, Relentless, Winning. They're, they're phenomenal. If, even if you're not a competitor, like just to have that mindset of like attacking life is crazy. Um, and I'm not saying that it's hard to keep that type of mindset on all the time, but 
yeah, man, just reading some of that stuff. You pick up a couple of gems every now and then. It's, it's good for you. Haven't seen uh, a, a heavyweight champ yet. How many belts are you actually looking to collect? Is this going to be a, a kind of a one-off deal? <laughs> is it just something that, you know, presented itself and you jumped at the chance? Or is being a multiple uh, weight division champ something that you've always aspired to do in karate combat? Well, I think, um, you know, with the the youth of karate combat as far as like their time in the in the league right so karate combat's only been around i believe this is year six if i'm not mistaken um but obviously with covid and getting back to live shows it's still rising in popularity pretty quick so there's not a ton of depth in the divisions right now um which is why you're seeing people get pulled in like anthony pettis benson henderson you former ufc fighters like sam alvey antonio arroyo like raymond daniels like all these guys are get, getting pulled into the league um, so 205 was something that I thought was attainable for me. You know, we knew that once I tore through the 185 division, like going down to 165 isn't really possible for me. Uh, I used to fight at 170 in glory and that was challenging. So 165 is not in the cards. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this stage of my career, I I'm very much capable of fighting in both weight classes. So I plan to continue, you know, once I win this belt on Friday, I want to fight in both weight classes and really just take on the biggest names and the biggest venues with the biggest contracts. Like that's what I'm looking to do, man. I just want to test myself on a regular basis and fight the best of the best and see where I stand. Sam Alvey is uh, obviously somebody that everybody loves. Uh, is it hard for you to prepare for somebody who's just such a nice guy, somebody that you don't really have any, you know, animosity with, or is it just another day at the office? No, nah, he's a target, man. It's like, uh, listen, if he's nice, that's great. If he's a jackass, that's great too. Like, but as long as someone is selling the fight, that's good for me. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of times people uh, in Sam's past, like his opponents have fallen victim to, oh, he's, he's kind of unassuming. He's such a nice guy. He's just happy to be here. And then he goes and knocks people out. So for me, it's, it's, I'm very well aware that most people that probably should have beaten him on paper didn't and maybe it was because of that so i've just been very focused very on task of like well you could be a nice guy but when we step into that pit it's business and you are a target and i'm trying to execute you so that's really what it comes down to and i know it's kind of cold and makes me sound like an asshole or like kind of arrogant but it's business man he's gonna do that same thing to me so you know i gotta be in there and be focused from the get-go and, and just be ready to rock Ross, any, uh, anything that you want to say perhaps to the uninitiated to karate combat? Because as you said, popularity is rising. It's getting its footing. We've got the big signings of Anthony Pettis, you know, Bendo's coming over. What would you say to somebody who may not be as into karate combat to try it out? Yeah, awesome question. And um, really, it's it's a striker's league. Uh, the, the rule set is very different. It's built on action. Um, if you are enjoying going to live events, so if you're just an absolute, like I'm gonna buy tickets, I don't care how much they cost. If you haven't traveled and gone to a karate combat event, you are so far behind. You know, you go to a UFC or a boxing event or a kickboxing event and you're looking through the ring or the cage or the ropes or there's a post or the ref is in the way and you, you end up staring at the monitor the whole time anyway, no matter how much money you spent on tickets. So. With Karate Combat, every single seat is a great seat. Um, you have the opportunity, if you want to spend up, you can literally put your hand on the pit wall. You're right there. And no matter where you are, you're looking directly into the pit. So there's no obstructions. You can see everything. And it just feels like, it feels like Fight Club. You know, it's just such a wild experience. 
And then as far as the fights are concerned, because of the pit wall, it encourages action in the middle because if your back is on that wall, you're in a really, really terrible position. So nobody wants to be there. So you're forced to stand in the middle and fight. Um, so you, you see a ton of knockouts. I forget off the top of my head what like the knockout percentage is in karate combat, but it is crazy, crazy high. You don't see a lot of decisions. So if you love the stand-up game, if you love action, if you want to see spinning kicks, flying kicks, you know, using the pit wall, like really creative striking, karate combat's where you want to check it out. I love it, man. I love it. One last thing from me. You obviously, you know, got your start out in Taekwondo, made the transition into karate. That's a special place in my heart. Lifelong Taekwondo practitioner. Nice. What in your mind is that martial art that you think is just that special one to you? The one that's like, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's a hard question, man. Uh, I think over the years, you know, especially with the rise of the UFC, when the UFC first came about, right? It was style versus style. And that was it. You saw a judo guy, you saw a karate guy, a taekwondo guy, a boxer, and that was their only discipline. And it was, let's see what the best style is. And what we found out with all of that is there is no one style. You have to blend them all. So, you know, as I evolve as a martial artist, not even as a prize fighter, I just try and appreciate all the, the strengths of each and just knowing that every every style has its strengths and it's also weaknesses right so just trying to learn as much as possible and it's a never-ending journey and for me uh, it's a really hard question to answer I, I don't think i really have an answer for you i just want to continue learning man that's enough of an answer for me i appreciate yeah. you hell yeah i'm with it we got uh time for a couple more gauge what do you got uh as someone who also grew up in uh, new york city i'm from the bronx you're from brooklyn oh, yes, um growing up did you other than yourself and the sport you had a passion for uh, participating in, is there any other sports you grew up watching or teams you what could we talk about Dallas Cowboys out here earlier before yeah. we started? Uh, any other teams you followed growing up? Any other sports you really just enjoyed yeah, watching? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as a kid, I, I watched everything. Um, I would say the only thing I didn't really watch, I wasn't really into soccer. Um, so I was, I'll watch the World Cup now because I think that's a lot more fun than like your, your Premier League stuff. Um, I like the country versus country. Uh, I think that's really cool. And you see different people coming together that aren't on the teams together. So it's cool chemistry. And uh, I just like that essence of competition. Um, but I grew up a Yankees fan. Uh, I will admit, I really don't follow baseball at all. I think it is a dying sport. It is crazy boring to me. Um, if I'm not at the game live, I've got no interest. I couldn't name five players on the Yankees right now. So bad fan, but um, I just like good competition. Uh, I think live hockey is one of the most exciting sports in the world. Oh, yeah. um, and again, I don't follow hockey, but any chance I get, like we, we have the, the Providence Bruins here in Rhode Island. So uh, we'll go to like a P Bruins game. It's, you know, triple A minor leagues, but it's amazing. And then you got the, obviously the big time Bruins up in Boston. That's a blast. The Rangers. So I don't follow it, but I love, again, going to live events watching, but I'm a big football fan. Um, I am from Brooklyn. Uh, when I started watching football in the 90s, like the, the I missed the LT era. So I wasn't a Giants fan. They were terrible. The Jets are still terrible. <laughs> so yeah, like, I know. When, I know. Uh, when I started watching football, it was the Cowboys and the Niners, uh, you know, and I just fell in love with the triplets. And I, I've been a loyal fan ever since and a sad fan as well. But it's looking good this year. Who knows? You know, I feel like every year looks good. And then we get <laughs> Tonight's a big, big night tonight. Big night tonight. Yeah, I'm pulling for Dallas tonight. Don't let, don't get Thank it twisted. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. But Just yeah, big, big time Cowboys fan, loyal Cowboys fan. 
been to the new stadium. I love it. It's crazy. So I got my little doggy here. She got a little Cowboys gear on. So <laughs> it'll be good. We'll be watching tonight. Nice. Kyle, final questions? Man, I just – it's so reeling to hear somebody from the New York area say, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. I know, man. I know. <laughs> but, but I will say, I will say I'm not one of those typical Cowboys fans who's like, fuck the Eagles, fuck the Giants. Like, I really don't care. Like, as long as my team wins, everybody should do well, right? Everyone's fantasy team should put up 200 points again. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to see good. I want to see good competition. I'm just down for competition. Um, the only thing I don't like is like Eagles fans are just horrible, horrible people. It's just like, you can't, that's the only stadium I think I would never go to. I think I would never go to Philly. They're just like really not good sportsmen. No, win or lose. I got a couple. Like, I got a couple of cousins that are Eagles so. fans. They are um, rabid. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, again, like, I, I, and I hate to even say this, but like, the Eagles are freaking good, man. Like, they're they're a great team. They have a great front office. Like, I, I just like good competition. But I really pull for my Cowboys. I, I want them to do well. I hope we make. I hope I see a Super Bowl in my lifetime. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Maybe one there. of us might. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Or, we got no shot. The Bears fan over here, no shot. That's it out of me, Drew. Throwing it to you, man. Uh, final one from me. Uh, I am interested in knowing if uh, – so we saw recently this week that uh, Sam Alvey brought in UFC middleweight champ Sean Strickland to help prepare him for you, uh, which uh, is a compliment, absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you think that uh, somebody like a Sean Strickland, somebody whose main uh, forte is mixed martial arts, somebody who uh, I don't know Sean Strickland's background to a T, but uh, doesn't strike me as somebody with a karate or taekwondo base in their arsenal. Uh, is that was bringing in Sean Strickland a smart move or is that going to be a detriment to him? I mean, I, that's that's hard for me to say. I'll be able to answer that on uh, on Friday night after the fight. Uh, but what I can say is Sean definitely doesn't fight like me and I don't fight like Sean. And that's not a, a, a diss to him. Like I've been in the right. same training room as Sean. Like we've, we've done some warm up rounds together. I wouldn't say we sparred. We didn't, uh, it wasn't, it was just one of our warm up rounds. Um, I was training with him when he was down at, uh, Glover's training with Peloton. So we got to move around a little bit. Um, you know, Sean's a little bigger than me. He, his style is very different from me. And even like, Sam doesn't fight like Sean either. So, you know, in my eyes, the only thing that Sean really brings to the table in this scenario is motivation. And, you know, if he's a friendly voice that Sam will listen to in the corner, then good for Sam. But, um, yeah, it really doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, Sam's got to get in there and do the work. Um, and we've seen over and over and over again in his career, uh, all of his fights look very, very similar. It's pretty, pretty infrequent when he does things outside of the norm. He typically sits back, he invites you in and counter punches and looks for the big knockout. So, you know, even when other fighting styles might have been in his best interest to win, you didn't see him doing it. So, you know, we'll see. We're prepared for everything. Um, but I think if he fights that same style, it's going to be a very terrible ending for him. Nice, nice. Follow up to that. Uh, we know that, you know, obviously striking arts are, uh, you know, preferred in the Levine household. Uh, is MMA something that you have ever thought about dabbling into? Will we see uh, a, a Ross Levine MMA fight in our lifetime? 
Yeah, you know, I, it was something that I thought about, uh, especially during COVID. So pre-COVID, I was signed with Glory Kickboxing and I was climbing the ranks there. Um, Glory had shut down. The, the event that I was supposed to fight on was like March 28th or 26th of 2020 uh, mm -hmm. in Belgium. So we got cut short like two weeks before that event was when COVID hit and the world shut down. So uh, after that, you know, I had asked for my release because I was sitting, you know, just waiting for over a year and they were running shows in Europe, but they weren't able to bring me out. So uh, I asked for my release and we had thought about MMA. I started grappling, I started wrestling. Um, we really considered it, but then Karate Combat came around and I was like, man, this like this rule set is really perfect for me. Um, so we, we went over to Karate Combat. At this stage in my career, I don't see MMA as an option. Um, I'm one of the types of people too, who I'm not gonna get into something unless I can see myself at the top. And maybe that's like kind of selfish, but I'm also 36. Like I know I look young and I'm still kind of pretty, but uh, yeah, man, I'm 36. I don't want to be fighting until I'm 40. You know, I have a lot of other things going for me. I have a lot of other ideas and, and um, you know, aspirations. I would love to open my own gym, but I want to really put a stamp on my, uh, my combat career first and be done with that and close that chapter and do some other things. So, you know, at this stage of my career, although it hurts me to say it, because I know how talented I am. And I know if I had a little more time to dive into it, I, I could be really successful. Um, I will not be entering an MMA cage unless there's some crazy contract with a lot of zeros behind it. <laughs> Can't say I blame you. Can't say I blame yeah. you. I understand. I feel your pain. I just turned 35 and I still haven't been mm. able to grow a full beard yet. So <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it is tough. It is tough. Uh, you know, having having so much that you feel like you can accomplish still and, and trying not to spread yourself thin, you know, obviously you're a family man. Um, I feel like you're doing a fantastic job with what you, what you are doing with everything that you've accomplished, uh, going undefeated in multiple combat sports is not easy. Uh, let alone, you know, trying to accomplish a feat such as being, uh, the first karate combat double champ, uh, sure. Gage, any, any final thoughts for my man? No, I just appreciate you coming on, Ross. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you very much. Same. Thank you. That is, uh, I think that's where we'll wrap it. Ross, you got any final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with, sir? Oh, well, I appreciate you guys, um, you know, making some time for me. I know, uh, you know, being on a Sunday, especially football, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, my TV's on with plenty of football going on right now. So <laughs> I'm going to get back to that as well in my packing. So I appreciate you guys making time for me and, and my pup over here. <laughs> so we're, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to Vegas. Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Ross underscore Turbo underscore Levine. KC43 Las Vegas. Uh, if you have the opportunity, tickets are still available. You can use code Ross15 give you 15% off. I promise you won't regret it. Who doesn't want to go to Vegas? So go to Vegas, check it out. Or it's free on YouTube. So check it out. Uh, I believe the show starts at 6 p.m. Vegas time. So that's 9 Eastern uh, on Friday the 15th. So I'm excited, guys. And uh, thank you again for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to have you on. We are happy to have you back anytime. So hopefully maybe sure. we can uh, maybe we can do another uh, double champ interview uh, taking up coming here soon. Uh, yeah. Once again, Ross Turbo Levine, uh, December 15th, taking on Smiling Sam Alvey for the heavyweight championship in karate combat. Uh, you guys can go to karate.com and click the how to watch uh, button to find out all the different places that it is being aired. Watch it for free on YouTube. If you're in the area, get your tickets. You don't want to miss this either way. Thank you once again, Ross. We appreciate you, brother. Sure. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. This has been the Fight Pit. 
Once again, I am Drew. We have Gage and Kyle. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you on the next one. Could you imagine a possible divisional game that's Baltimore and Cleveland with Joe Flacco slinging it for Cleveland? Wow.